0: Dear pastor's wife, welcome to the Diary of a Pastor's Wife, I'm yours Julie Pimo. So we've been on this conversation of managing relationships, and I've talked about uh, managing relationships with your husband, where we dwelt on the issue of submission. Forgive my voice, it's been a rather long month, <laughs> permit me to say so. So today, what do I want to talk about? I feel strongly impressed in my heart to talk about, still on managing relationships, but to um, go in the area of managing ministry partners. Um, By the grace of God, I have been in ministry (coughs) for roughly, um, say, about 20 years, if I were to count uh, my days of pastor in university, it would be way over 20 years. But let's look at um, marriage. You know, uh, being a pastor's wife and also being a pastor. I would say roughly, roughly about 18 years thereabout. And I have also been privileged to. Um, start new expressions alongside my husband in different cities we've started expressions in Nigeria in about four or five cities and then now in the UK so that means that every point in time I am I find myself in a place where I have to cultivate new relationships manage people God has sent into our lives um ministers, co-laborers, their wives, and leaders in church. So I would say, you know, I have a bit of an experience working with people at different levels across the board. I know I'm talking to women, you know, in leadership, and particularly maybe narrowing down on the pastor's wife. And I want to address, for the benefit of today's podcast, um, this category of co-laborers that God sent our way. And I'm talking about um, ministry gifts within a local assembly. So let me, let me be a bit more practical. So for example, you're a pastor's wife, you are the senior pastor's wife, and then you have other... Appointed pastors or ministers or leaders, and they have their wives, and some of them or some of these wives also have ministry calling. You know, how do you manage working with these people? Or maybe a lady, maybe the husband is not even a pastor, but has a ministry calling to women, to children you know, and is submitted to the church where you are a senior pastor. How do you manage such relationships? I've, I've had to speak with people over the years and I know that it's usually a gray area, you know. There's a lot of sentiment, emotion, a lot of um, flesh sometimes, in managing and dealing with this kind of relationship, especially with the women, the female gender. Uh, there's this there's this belief, this this general belief that once you're a pastor's wife, you automatically should oversee the women's fellowship. I have a different opinion, I have a different view to that. It's not anything scriptural. It's just a personal view. And that is the fact that there is actually no rule <laughs> and no scripture to back that up and to say because you're a pastor's wife, you automatically should head the pastor, the women's ministry. Or because your husband is ordained a pastor, automatically you should also Assume that role of being a pastor, whether you're called or not, is very, very dicey. I know where we have a culture in Africa where we just like to throw titles. We like to, you know, like I said in one of my podcasts, memorize people. Just, you know, um, the husband is a pastor, was called out, ordained a pastor. The wife wasn't ordained a pastor. And then by the next service, we're already throwing pastor misses around. I think we need to be very careful uh, when we do these things because these offices come with responsibilities. They come with a certain level of grace. And if you are not called into that office, you probably would struggle. And so back to what I was saying about, okay, let's even say this person is a pastor, ordained a pastor and she's a pastor's wife, has the call of God, a ministerial call of God upon her life. But then there's somebody else in the church um, possibly one of the leader's wife or a member who also has a calling for women it is not an opportunity for competition or an opportunity to enforce that that person submits that ministry to you simply because you are the senior pastor I've said it before My views might be different from the general views. And the reason is because yes, she would, she should, such a person should submit everything, not just the ministry, everything about her life. If she has come to that place where she considers the senior pastors has spiritual uh, parents or they have a level of spiritual authority over her life, that's the proper, that's the ideal where you submit what you're doing in terms of, oh, this is it, but not necessarily to be micromanaged. And I think this is a very touchy topic. There's this thing in human beings where we just want to have control over people and micromanage people. I think we should firstly understand, especially when in leadership and when God brings people under us to submit to us, our duty is not control, Our duty is guidance. Our duty is to provide a covering, is to provide counsel, not control. But it's both ways, like I said. We need to understand that it has to be mutually beneficial. And sometimes in that same assembly, such a woman or a lady might actually have grace for the women's ministry other than the pastor's wife. (laughs) very true, and it is not an anomaly. And the pastor's wife should not feel her position is being threatened because there's somebody else in house who carries a grace that is visible and has submitted that grace under your authority to lead the women's fellowship. I think sometimes this insecurity is lack of understanding and immaturity. That allows us to want to sort of guard and feel like, oh, we need to guard our own. The church is not yours. The church is Christ. He said, I will build my church. It's not your church. It's a privilege to have people come under your leadership. It's a privilege to have people submit to you. Do not assume the place of God in their lives. But like I said, it's mutually beneficial. It's a two-way thing. I understand that there are some people who also take advantage of this opportunity and uh, use it as a weapon against leadership. We've seen it happen in several times, several cases, where this same person will go around and be the one to spread rumor, lies, or possibly... I'm I'm not even going in that direction because I believe I'm speaking to kingdom-minded people. We need to learn to manage relationships that God has brought our way. When Paul found himself, I beg your pardon, in a city and he met Aquila and Priscilla, he recognized the grace of God upon their lives and he partnered with them, not just in tent making, but also in ministry. He acknowledged what was in them. He didn't feel like, oh, I'm Paul. I carry it all. No He understood the grace that was operational in their life. Same thing when Aquila and Priscilla met Apollos in Acts. Apollos, the Bible talked about him being very eloquent, you know, gave this description of a guy that was, you know, one of all these tapping guys that would deliver word. But the Bible says he knew only up until John the Baptist. He took Aquila and Priscilla. Pulling him aside and expounding unto him. And the Bible says he received what they had for him. Acknowledging that this wants no better than I do. Regardless of what I think I do. It's mutually beneficial. And I'm going to tie this up with one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Mary and Elizabeth. Mary was the carrier of the son of God. But yet the angel said to her, your cousin Elizabeth is with a child. It was mutually beneficial. When Mary got to the house of Elizabeth and saluted her, the Bible says the baby in the heart of Elizabeth leaped and Mary stayed with her three months to allow the seed of God's word gain roots in her. So experiencing Elizabeth being under Elizabeth covering gave her three months protection covering gave her three months of solidifying three months of you know uh, uh, allowing the word of God that she had conceived to begin to manifest in her womb and for Elizabeth even though she's the older cousin, welcomed Mary, with arms wide open and acknowledged that her baby lived. So Mary was encouraged, Elizabeth was encouraged. That is how relationships should be. Someone has something you lack that is given and the other person also has something receiving from you what she lacks. It has to be mutually beneficial. No one person has it all. We are working together in partnership. If you realize this is a better administrator, don't use your authority and power as the senior pastor's wife to say it has to be from you. You have to be the one in control. No. That's not how God has created and designed the system to be. And I think when we respect other people's grace and anointing, oh, it's mutually beneficial. Deborah was a prophetess, a woman of God, but she acknowledged that this victory is not coming by me. It's coming by another woman, Jael, a housewife. As a pastor's wife, as a leader, it is a unique grace and blessing to be able to identify giftings, anointings around you and provide the environment for such to flourish, provide the environment for their babies to leap For them to be encouraged not standing in the way and and being in control and in charge that's not how you show that you can be respected you don't demand it you earn it and I tell you when you come into this kind of space and you operate with this mindset oh you will be honored you will be respected it is a privilege to have people of 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 powerful graces and anointing is a privilege to attract them receive grace to manage them receive grace to manage them and then in turn if you are such a woman as well that God has brought you under the covering of someone acknowledge, honor, respect Mary was the carrier of our Lord but she respected Elizabeth's role and position in her life Don't don't be too prideful in your eyes. If an opportunity is given to you, do not take it overboard. Do not use it as an opportunity to show yourself and showcase yourself. It has to be mutually beneficial. Respect has to be mutual. There are a lot of these kind of relationships in the body of Christ. We have to learn to manage it. Next week, I believe I'll probably talk on in a case where, you know, it can't, that such relationships can't be saved, what to do? You really want to listen to that next week. I hope this has been beneficial and this has, you know, blessed you one way or the other. You know a pastor's wife that needs to hear this or a friend or a leader that needs to hear this. Please feel free to send it to them and share this good news with them. I come your way next week Thursday and um, I stay committed to your spiritual growth and I love you. Thank you for listening as always. And have a fantastic week. Thank you.